0: Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.
1: Hello, everyone. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Red Band TV. I am Ross Chalmers, joined today by Jack Gill, here to bring you the latest Liverpool news, rumors, and of course, a little bit of bullshit as well. Uh, we've got loads of topics to get through today, as always. Uh, get your comments and questions. In the comments below, Tom will get them and he'll send them to me via WhatsApp and we'll get to them at the end of the show.
2: Uh, Jack, how are we? Not too bad. Um, I'm really missing football this morning. Um, yeah. I had a dream last night of Henderson lifting number 19, so that, that's made it all a bit worse for me. Um, but, you know, hopefully it's going to be back sooner rather than later. So, sweet, mate, soon. Thanks, sweet. Crossed. Okay, uh, we're going to start off with a piece, young
1: Klopp. I don't know if anyone's seen this, maybe on socials, on Twitter, but uh, Sky Sports News put I have a little clips of this interview. And I find myself, Jack, like, every time we hear Jürgen Klopp in an interview or just certain moments, I just hang on to every word that he says and just find myself kind of like almost daydreams going, oh, OK, sounds like, you know, in a sensible way. But i have just taken some of the quotes that, that I want to read and he's talking about the relationship that he has with his players and he compares it to his sons. Uh, he said, my players aren't my sons, but my sons are now turning 35 and 32 and it's pretty much exactly the same. There are moments when you're a father, there are moments when you see you, you are a friend, there are moments when you have to criticize them. These are things always exactly the same. I always did that with my players as well. We can have a really close relationship, and the closer the relationship you get, the more you have to tell the truth to the boys because they judge you on that. I explained it once, and I, I said I really want to be friends with my players, but I can't be their best friends. That's how it is. As a friend, you have to tell the truth. A friend has to tell you what you can do better. A friend has to and will always will tell you what is right and what is wrong. That's exactly what I do, but never in a manner that they cannot get it up the next morning. It's always the same reason. I want to help them. I have no other job. My job is to help the boys to be the best player they can be, and there are a few things to do. And just I just kind of that couple of paragraphs just sums up the whole man. Like we, we all talk about it's my management and we, we don't really see him kind of off the field, but Striking that balance of, like, yeah, you know, he hugs all his players and he's the best mate, he does this, whatever. But at the same time, you know, he's still got to be strict, he's still got to lay down the law. He went on to talk about, you know, um, you know, being with the players and just saying, like, listen, like, if you're not picked for a game, like, don't talk to me before about the game when I, when I tell you. If you've got an issue with it, talk to me after the game. It's like, the, the 11 players, he's like, I'm the best mate, like, you know, <laughs> for the 90 minutes. He said, that, and then I'm not, and other people he kind of ignores. But he just kind of, like you said, sums up how good he is at my management job.
2: Yeah, we've always we've always seen the the fantastic relationship Klopp's had with the players, uh, and you know I think that interview again just just um, proves it even more. You know, I, I focus on where he says about not being the finished article. Um, you know, it, it's just things you want to hear, isn't it, For, from from your gaffer? And and we've spoke all through this lockdown about the team unity and the squad zooms and and stuff like that. And I think again, this just shows how how close knit we all are as a team. Um, and, and as a squad of players and, and coaching staff, and you know, I, I think we've really got something special here at Liverpool at the minute. And I think a lot of that reason is, is down to Jurgen Klopp and, and the way he he focuses on his relationships with with players and and, and people in, in in his staff, and and that's not just his coaches. It's it's even the Melwood um, cooks, you know, yeah. how, he, how he wants people to have relationships with them. So, I think I think it's just brilliant, and I think he he is an outstanding manager. Yeah. There's no sense of like hierarchy
1: or like, I'm the big I am with Is it's, it's kind of like just a level playing field for everyone, isn't it? I, I think it's got a good point to make, actually. Uh, if you want to read the full thing, it's out on the official club uh, website. If you want to go and watch the video clips, they on the Sky Sports News Twitter and probably on the YouTube as well at some point. Uh, moving on to so this is Anfield, Jack. Um, they've done a piece on Loris Karius, um, who's had a kind of a spat with Besiktas over the past couple of months of um, them not paying his wages and stuff like that, but apparently uh, the long-standing wage dispute sees Loris Caris use his right to terminate contract at Besiktas. Uh, this is a report coming out of Turkey uh, that he's of his ways with Besiktas because of that uh, two-year loan spell. Um, I'll come on to the question in a minute, but um, Karras has gone to FIFA over his unpaid wages and termination of his contract. He said he wants us to pay him for three months. He hasn't played. He wants to leave, and that's his decision. We don't want to make the undeserved payment. Um, and then David Lynch has spoken about it in Liverpool. He said Liverpool will be willing to make up any shortfall in Karras' wages should he make an early return, but whether the club would have to cause, um, pursue legal action against a over the breach of loan conditions remains to be unseen. This is such a bizarre situation, Jack, and, you know... I, I kinda quite like the fact that Liverpool okay okay we'll sort your wages out, but like the last thing that we want at the minute, you know, currently with the stuff that's going on, but all the stuff, you know, with the, all the furlough stuff and the trying to trademark Liverpool like is another and then I like can and new balance stuff is like another court case over, over someone's wages. But also they've got to be dead you know, tight with the money. You can't go, Well Carries hasn't played hasn't played for us, so we're not gonna pay his wages. But also from Carries' perspective, I kind of get that. And the ultimate question, which I'll come, on, I'll ask the viewers now. and I know what the answer is going to be, but I, I just have to ask: Is you know, would you welcome him back? Because loads of people are pissed off with Adrian at the minute. Yeah, I'm not saying Carius is the answer. I'm not suggesting that. I personally don't don't want him back. But it's just a bit of a mad situation, isn't it, Joe?
2: Yeah, um, it's it's baffling. The whole situation with Carius has, has been somewhat confusing. Um, I know in January or, or just at the end of January, um, obviously it came out that they'd agreed a fee, and, and it seems like we'd all finally seen the back of Carius for good um which you know uh, for me i I, th- I think was the best thing for all parties um, and then, obviously, this happens. Um, it does seem like Brigitte uh, have gone against his contract, and they've sort of seen it as, oh, it's a pay as you pay, con- uh, pay as you play contract. So he's not played for those three months, so he's not getting played, uh, getting paid for it. Sorry. Um, which you know, if that's not what his contract says, then it's, it's a bit ridiculous from the club. But maybe that says that they're going through some financial difficulties themselves. Who, who knows? Um, but yeah, um, personally. I wouldn't welcome Carrius back after what happened. Um, I think being back playing for Liverpool is probably the last thing Loris Carrius will want as well. Um, and to be honest, I think it must be pretty bad for him wanting to, to come back to Liverpool rather than get first team minutes for Bajiktas. Um, because I think he knows obviously his reputation has been massively damaged at Liverpool and, and when he first left on loan, it was obviously quite well known that he he was forcing his way out and, and he didn't really want to stay at Liverpool after what happened. So, you know, I, I think it will be difficult from a fan's perspective to, to see him play again. And I think it'll be difficult from Karis, um perspective to build that relationship back up with the amount of game time he'll get at the club. It's also difficult from Liverpool's perspective as well because... Something that we mentioned on the on the podcast
1: on the main channel yesterday, um, go and watch that yet because we had a, we had a good laugh. It's the fact that you know, you mentioned there, Jack, you know, people are being tight with the money and clubs are, you know, don't want to make transfers and stuff. It might be a case where you know, no one can afford to buy a or so they haven't got the you know, because of the deadline in not playing football and the TV rights and money and and revenue from from ticket sales and merchandise and everything else that goes with football, you know, we might could be in a situation where it well, sounds horrible, but we're we're stuck with Karius because <laughs> no one no one can afford to take him. Beşiktaş don't want him. They're they're sending him back, and he's just he's just there. And he, you know, he, again from his perspective, well, no one wants him for the mistakes that he's made. And you mentioned that reputation that he carries with. Who's going to want to pay for him?
2: Absolutely, yeah, and that's yeah. the thing. I think everyone was sort of glad when obviously he was taken by by Beşiktaş. I think after Kiev, everyone probably thought. Where would he go? Who would want him after after that? Um, but you know that that two-year loan was perfect for him, uh, and then obviously he, he clearly impressed there. Um, it was spoken about that he'd agreed a deal to go there permanently. Um, so you know it, it's it's a difficult situation, but like you say, it, it is very possible now that that we're stuck with Carabas. Yeah. Maybe. Um, let's move on to some positive news, maybe. Liverpool are in
1: the race for a £90 million pair as German club director, makes transfer admission. Uh, Jürgen Klopp's have been linked with two of Russia, much in Gladbach's players, ahead of the summer transfer window. Those two players are uh, midfielder Dennis Zachariah and striker Marcus Charam ahead of the summer transfer window. This is from uh, the Metro site Sports Build. Um, just yeah, this <laughs> isn't the best link, but you know we'll, we'll go with it. Uh, but they're saying as Liverpool battling out with arch rivals Manchester United for forty-five million pounds as a signature, and the Reds are firmly in the race uh, to landing pattern giving the courting of the twenty-three-year-old this term. Uh, it's also been claimed by D Express, which is the version of uh, German version of the Express. Uh, the club side are also interested in Charam, who cost no more than fifty million euros, so it's forty-three to forty-four million pounds. Um, Jack. Paul Joyce did an interesting piece on this yesterday um, about where Liverpool will stick or twist in a transfer windows, and we'll come to the players in a second, but. I find, I find that interesting for some of the reasons that we spoke about with Lawrence Carries just then of what people will do. I think Solskjaer's come out and it's, uh, Paul Joyce says in his piece has come out saying we're going to take advantage of it. But there's the shortfall to pay for all this money the clubs are losing on. And I think Liverpool are in a really good position in the sense of, you know, they don't, and Paul Joyce says this, they don't necessarily have to go out and spend because we're the leaders, you know, we're the best club in the world, you know, one of the best clubs in Europe and, you know, the best club in England currently uh, as it stands. You know, people need to catch up with us. We're not desperate to go go and do that. I think it depends on the outgoings if anyone does end up leaving because it's, just, it's such an unprecedented time and, and we don't know what's going on I don't think there's any pressure on Liverpool to go and buy plays in, in the transfer window whenever that is
2: Yeah absolutely I, I mean a team at like Manchester United at the minute need those transfers they, they need to get more world class players because at the minute if they get a couple of injuries their squad's very thin of, of, of world class talents whereas We've seen in this Liverpool squad at the minute, we have a lot of world-class players in that squad and it's continued to get better and better throughout the season with youth talents coming through as well, like Neko Williams, Curtis Jones, I think have been outstanding when they've been given their opportunity in the first team. We've got Harvey Elliott as well that's that's getting getting older but still very young at 17 and, and still has a lot to learn. But I, I'm expecting him to be with the first team more next season. So, you know, we're in a situation where we really don't need to go out and buy players. Um, you know, those youth players that you spoke about there, Jack, you know, Harvey Elliott, um, Necco Williams,
1: Curtis Jones and Brewster, which we spoke about yesterday. Like, you know, it's both squat on loan. There's an argument to be said that oh, those younger players, you know, Liverpool had won the title with, you know, with the two games that we had left. You know, there's what eight to ten games left in in the Premier League, maybe a, a little bit less, where they would have got more game time. Absolutely, so, like, they're not going to get that now. I don't think.
2: Abso- absolutely, and 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 that's the issue. Um, and and you know, it's it's. There's so many problems with this. And me and James have done videos on on Redman Academy about the different effects on footballers that that this will will cause. Um, And that's one of the things, you know, for young players, we spoke about Chelsea and Billy Gilmore. He was just starting to get first team minutes. He was starting to push his way through at Chelsea, getting regular first team football. You know, they had a lot of injuries which gave him his opportunity. And then all of a sudden this happens. And, and, you know, it's very difficult because it started to cement his his place in the first team, but it it couldn't happen. Um, and, And that's very much curtis jones it's like people are asking for the season to be voided some people um.
0: small details are big surfaces tight corners are odd shapes flat rounded textured or tall whatever your next project there's a spray paint pattern that's just right because rustoleum's new custom spray five and one gives you control with five different spray patterns so you can tackle nooks crannies edges and curves
2: People like Curtis Jones have had excellent individual seasons. They've had their breakthrough season. And, you know, to take that away from them is, is just awful. So, you know, it's one of them situations where we don't need to go out and sign players. But, you know, for example, I think Zachariah would, would be a good signing for us personally. Um, but with the money being touted for these two players, I, I don't see them as, as Liverpool signings right now, especially with everything going on in the world.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be hard, isn't it?
2: Um speaking of transfers, um, this is from Sky Sports News, which I put in
1: here for a laugh because I saw it and thought this is utter bullshit. Uh, Philippe Philip Continuo, Chelsea offered chance to sign Brazilian by Barcelona. Uh Chelsea are one of the clubs that have been offered the chance to sign. Philip Continuo from Barcelona, currently on a Munich, blah blah blah, continue to move £145 million, and that's basically the story. Um I just I just find it I find it funny, Jack, and I don't I don't know if Tom's got, got the screenshot. Um, of this, but it's basically there's the story, and then there's basically Sky Bet underneath. And for like, so the amount of people that just go Sky Sports and Sky Sources and see for the gospel of what it is like, if there's actual transfer news, you'll find it on Twitter an hour, Mm. two hours, sometimes days before they manage to get hold of it. And they've gone, I've I've made my feelings clear about Sky Sports of having a news outlet and a a betting company. I I, I think it's bang out of order, but just like. Even if they just thought of like Barcelona, they just went, tell you what lads, do you want, do you want Coutinho? And it, and it to be fucking news just seems stupid to me. Like why would they go, oh Chelsea, are, they've singled us out, they want, they want us to have Coutinho and nobody else. And it was just one of the clubs, but why, why would they do that? Like If someone wants Coutinho, they'll go out and buy him or they'll ask about interest or like, you know, things will happen behind the scenes before it gets to this stage.
2: I think there's there's a lot of slow news um, at the minute, and um, I, th- I think. Because well, we're talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's the thing. Uh, I think with with Philippe Coutinho, there's all there's always going to be speculation. You know, Barcelona clearly don't want him at the minute. He, he was clearly very very good in the Premier League. There's going to be a lot of clubs that that want Philippe Coutinho, and, and Barcelona seem pretty desperate to offload him because they seem pretty keen on on not paying that full fee for him at the minute so you know they're desperate to get rid of him Um, but at the end of the day it's it's like you say I think Skybet are probably struggling with the fact that nobody wants to bet on their esports at the minute Um, so they'll bring this up and and, you know I, I saw Everton in the article as well so Probably there'll be a lot of people that go. Oh, let's let's stick a few quid on on him joining Everton. But you know, like you say, they're
1: they're about to get taken over, so yeah, not So let's (laughs) put it in there. Um, Let's move on just dead quickly. Um, This is something that happened yesterday, the day before. Actually, Mesut Özil, one of three Arsenal players to reject the club's twelve and a half percent pay cut. Um, Mesut Özil earns three hundred and fifty thousand pounds a week. Is one of three Arsenal players to reject the the pay cut. Um, I'm not going to go into into the story or kind of read it because you can get the gist of it from from the title, basically, Jack. But this has just caused a massive storm across the news internet the past couple of days. And I've kind of seen it from both sides. And people kind of immediately go, well, he's on that amount of money. He's not taking away his I, From my perspective, it's like if all his teammates or majority of his teammates and staff have done it, I think I believe he should do it. But there's also the perspective, I think you, you said before we started recording, you know, he donates loads of money already and we see this with other footballers because we're not aware of it, it doesn't mean that they don't do it you know for someone who earns such a amount of money you know he's he's supported you know hospitals and schools and not just in his own country but across the world you know he's you know he does give, give his money back but I think you know this is all part of maybe maybe it's the political sense of you know the Matt Hancock stuff was saying well footballers need to go and do more we've all fallen for that well you're on a shitload of money you give your money but there's two sides to it isn't there
2: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think it's difficult because I've said throughout this, obviously with Matt Hancock and trying to keep political views out of this and whatnot. But when he came out and said that, I think besides it being absolutely ridiculous, I think the players had a point, you know, they want the money to go to a good cause rather than to greedy club owners who don't need the money. And, you know, when it comes to taking a pay cut like this, I think maybe Mesut Ozil wants his money to go elsewhere. Maybe he wants to decide where a proportion of his wage goes, whether it's to charity or to where. And, you know, I, I told you before, there's a few Arsenal fans that I follow on Twitter who are quite annoyed with Pierce Morgan's stance where you know at first when I saw this people the, annoyed with Piers Morgan that doesn't sound yeah. right <laughs> the, the thing is when, when I first saw this the way it was worded was awful so as you say 350k a week he's refused a, a pay cut a 12.5% there you go it, it sounds bad but when you think about it and when these people talk about how much he already has been donating to, to different charities and stuff then maybe people can, can start to understand it a bit more we don't know the ins and outs we don't know why we know that he's come out and said that um, he will see how the situation unfolds which again makes it sound worse Um, so you know I I think it's one of them where it's important to wait until we hear from Ozil himself maybe he'll take a U-turn we don't know but I can understand why he's getting a lot of criticism but also at the same time it's important to understand throughout all of this that footballers are individually also working and and doing their own things with different charities and, and, and helping in their own ways. Yeah. Um, on to some of your comments and Just quickly before we do, I mentioned the podcast that we recorded yesterday. It's free on,
1: on YouTube. All our stuff is available on Spotify, iTunes, other podcast players. So if you don't want to look at our faces, but you don't mind hearing our voices, uh, you sat in the garden today. It's nice and so sure you want something to listen to. Go and listen to that. It's a full hour. We've got loads of other stuff coming out on the website as well. There's interviews with Jimmy Torrey, Luis Enrique that are out um, on the main Redman channel. Paul spoke to James Pearce yesterday about the Bean Liverpool stuff. We're going to do a watch longer Bean Liverpool soon as well. Paul spoke to Martin Kelly this morning as well. We've got some other boss interviews coming up over the next couple of weeks. So you want to go and try out the website, uh, it's £5 a month. Um, Just come and see if you like it. And, you know, hopefully we'll get you through this lockdown. And we'll see where we're at. Hopefully the season starts. We've got even more content for you. Um, On to the comments. Uh, Stephen Summers on Klopp. Uh, Love what Klopp is saying there. Clearly he's not saying to everyone... Uh, we are not over being a great team but in coming years to come great words and the great man uh, Linda Stanley says we are so blessed to have top fits us like a glove uh, I think I agree with, with, with both of those Owen oh, Jones on Karius. Uh if Carrius wants to be a backup keeper I'll take him he was brilliant the whole of his last season apart from obviously the Champions League final I can't say that's something that I agree with um, and I think there's also and I know things get blown up out of proportion I know he's made mistakes at Persikdas as well but the thing for me Jack is you know that might be good, and you know I think sometimes with ignorance, players can develop and players can go and get better. But for me, as soon as his name's on the team sheet, you know if we get you know get back to Anfield and stuff like that mentally, I think the fans will go. And as soon as he comes back on the pitch, I know he'll get applauded and he'll do that. But as soon as he's got his ball at his feet, the bet one of the best things about Allison now is like <laughs> I know he's a, he's dangerously close sometimes, like <laughs> and he's he's costing once. But as soon as carrie has got the ball at his feet, like arses on the on the side are just going to go because it's that mentality for the and his teammates as well.
2: Yeah, absolutely. We've seen with Carrius a lot. He's very much his game is based on his mentality. When he's in a good frame of mind, he's he can be a very good goalkeeper. But we saw in Kiev, he, he just completely fell apart. Um, and and there's been moments in Carrius's career as well when he's having a bad game and and there's just absolutely nothing he can do right during that game. Um, well, take
1: just- take the the Allison stuff when he made a mistake. Was it was it Huddersfield or Brighton or was it Leicester? Someone who plays, someone, who plays, someone who plays in blue anyway. But, but he made, but he made that mistake, didn't he? And then afterwards, even like us as fans, like, okay, sorry, he's not gonna fucking do that again. And he didn't because he's, you know, he's got that yeah. that mentality where he's thinking, you know, the comparison of the carries. Like, well, he's gone now. Quick <laughs> and see for Your role gone. Sorry.
2: Yeah, no, I I, I, I couldn't agree more. You know, I, I, think it's one of them where he's. Don't get me wrong. he, he can be a very good goalkeeper. Yes. Um but I, I think we've moved on from Loris Karius and I think Loris Karius should probably move on from us.
1: Yeah, uh, European Royalty says we'd rather have a lot of good than playing Karius. don't we are near our club. <laughs> uh, might, might agree with that. Um, you know, Liverpool we never walk alone, Gladbach players, get them both they're both quality. Uh they're out from the Bundesliga, I'll trust in Klopp to sign both look good in their positions. Um Dave LFC Chats, hello Dave, uh, says we just need Werner and to keep Genie. I think I'd be pretty happy with that to be honest with Jack. I think everything we spoke about before with the youth players you know, G- Gini staying in the team of if kind of that kind of plugs holes for now. But my other concern is like, if we go into the rest of this season and that gets you know crammed into a small space, then we have a small break, then we have next season, then we have all the the Euros and the Afcon and all that stuff. Like, players are gonna be fucking knackered, aren't they?
2: The, that's that's the thing. I I think it's very difficult because I've I've had a few arguments with my non Liverpool mates uh, about this as well, where it's like how are you expecting to sign Werner without selling one of your front three? And you're like, actually, with AFCON and, and with all the competitions that we play these days and everyone moaning the clock for paying all the kids and blah de blah blah we need, you know, lots lots of rotation. Look at Manchester City, who have you an unbelievable support, yeah? uh, Man City. So okay. so there you go. Um, the so, South you are European football
1: at, next season, so we need a bigger squad, mate. No, we'll you,
2: squad. You've got... It's, it's, it's one of them situations where I think... Curtis Jones, you look at Lalana going out. Curtis Jones, I think is is already better now than Lalana is right now. Obviously, I know Lalana has his experience and everything that's obviously important to the squad. But I think in terms of player player right now, I think Curtis Jones is is better ability and, and will will offer us more as a team. Um, so I, I think. You've got that him coming through as well, and Werner coming in. I, th- I think it would be an excellent addition to the squad. I think Genie is one of the most important things of this summer. Um, and you know, I've spoke before about how it is for midfield, and and you know, I think in previous summers we've done very good things. Of actually, we may not have made key signings, but actually, what we've done is tie the front three down to, to long term contracts, and I think tying Genie down this summer will be a, an, an absolute massive thing for the club cool right there we go uh we're gonna leave you
1: there uh, get us a little your thoughts in the comments below and i'll get to them later uh as i said check out the website check out the spotify uh a whole backlog of, of interviews and, and just us chatting biff really but you need something to get through lockdown go and check that out we'll be back tomorrow with a social wrapping on friday for another live news uh enjoy the rest of your day we'll see you soon